Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night Every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not The summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll Say. see you at another time This highway Does, does not, not know, know my, my name, name nope. And don't. I don't mm-hmm. care no don't kick. Oh, what is this? Headed my way. This man's always headed his way. Right to the hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget live. Not so live. And listen, someday we messed that handshake up. Some days you wake up, some days you wake up and you got an agenda and you got things going on and then you get pleasant surprises in life. There are always pleasant <laughs> surprises in, in this world that we're in. And today I had no idea that my Oklahoma slash Tennessee brother, mm-hmm. Bradley Holman, was anywhere close to my neck of the woods and I get a phone call that says, Duncan. I think I'm close to your house. And I said, well, you need to bring her on in the driveway, yep. and we need to figure this out. So here we go. Here we go. I was thinking about this morning, and I told you I'm not much of a planner, and I was uh, driving to the Phoenix plant in Winchester, Tennessee, and I was thinking, yep. now I've got to drive home, and hey, I could kill two birds. What is Duncan doing? <laughs> what is this guy? What's like, he up to today? He's somewhere. So, like, I had your contact, and your contact had your address in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, old. My old address, yeah. But it still had the Lawrence bird. I never did ask you on the phone how you found my address, and I was like, is it 
Is all my stuff just online for everybody to find? I guess all of ours. Yeah, your credit card number, yeah, your it's checking all there. account, okay. your routing number, everything's there. Did you so when you open up an contact, Am I paying your entry fees? Last two years, dude. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad. I've been you noticing your... those bills, and I'm like, I don't fish all those tournaments that he does. It's a good thing you and your wife keep that checkbook solid. Yeah, we. Well, we're rolling. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot to the sponsors of this show, Bradley. I want to get those in there. Got to thank the folks from Startron, Starbright, for bringing you low budget live, going on four years and kicking five years, I think, actually. Kicking ethanol in the teeth. What you're drinking there looks a little bit like Startron. You're not supposed to drink it. Put a little dab in your tank. Kick ethanol in the teeth. Nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. I'm repping the fine folks from Baitworks today. I see y'all out there placing the orders. I appreciate it. Got a video coming up this week with some uh, cool cranking stuff that I got off of there. The Fritz side, a little... Rattling Vibes from DT6. I think I talked about that last week, too. We got a video put together on that. But baitworks.com, bait-works.com. You can use code DUNCAN-10. They're all about the dashes, all about the hyphens. Get you 10% off there. Show them that you are a low lifer. Bradley Holman's a low lifer, and I always appreciate it. He's a BTLer. Low what, lifer. What, what is Panger? What do they call the? What are the BTLers? Is it just BTLers? BTLers is fine. BTLers. We, we got, he's going to have to come up with something now. So Mark's, yeah. Mark's officially retired. Yeah. So we'll have to put that on him to come up with something. Pangerites or something. <laughs> we need something. I'll work on it, Matt. I'll work on it. Uh, last but not least on the sponsor right here, Hang the Banner Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas. That X21, the 250 Yamaha show, the Sea Dick. I love it. Can't get enough. I say it each and every week. The only thing better than the boat is the people behind the boat. Great people out there in Hot Springs, and we appreciate them bringing you Low Budget Live in the Traveling Circus, the X-21. Go ride in one. You will not believe you're in an aluminum bass boat. Express boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. Got them all in there? We got them in there. It's a mouthful. You need to add some more? Yeah, always. We had a couple more last year. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. okay. <laughs> there, but but it it gets to the point though, and it's a it's a good thing. Uh, but I appreciate the folks that support sponsors, just like you. You've yep. got sponsors. Yep. Yep. It's what makes all this possible. But I know people they get tired of hearing you run your mouth. You know, it's right in the middle of the show. I go through the two minutes, three minutes of sponsors, but it means so much to me mm-hmm. that people care enough about this a to listen to it as a as a as a yeah. low lifer, but then yeah. that people reach out to me and go, hey. Yeah. We'd like to support that. That's how this Baitworks thing started. Hey, Luke, we see what you do. We'd like to be a part of it. And that's really cool. And I, I get the emails every time somebody uses that code. It's really cool how Baitworks, they've got it set up. And they're using it, man. And it's it's it's, it's, yeah, it's so it's cool feedback. to see. Like, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. like, hey, man, the, yeah. the low lifers show up. And that yeah. that's a really good feeling. And I know Matt's the same way with yeah. BTL. Well, it's and, just like comments that we get in our, our feed. Of course. You know? I mean, yeah. As long as they're not... Uh, you know, right, the mom's bad, face. The ugly's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? Uh, I saw you in my comments the other day on yeah, the, on the yeah, co-angler. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you in there just dropping bombs on guys, throwing some elbows around, yeah. boxing them out. A couple guys in particular. Yeah. How do you handle? And I think you and I have talked about this off there. But how do you handle? Because you are you're like me. Even though I think I got you in age by a little bit, I'm a little younger, not a lot younger, but you and I are old school. I yeah. feel like we're old souls. Yes. And we're kind of meat and potatoes fishermen. Yeah. 
you know, I, I get distracted by newfangled stuff a lot, but you are really true. <laughs> Look at this bug. What is, no, 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 no. That's a stink bug, isn't it? <laughs> it is. He's going to smell. Let's, let's gently remove him. <laughs> what is going on? I, I, I the only they're, reason I know what those are is because we don't have those in Oklahoma. That's a, that's dude, a they're everywhere deal. out here. That they're everywhere out here. Deal. I, I got rid of several. He was about to flip it. They he was fixing to bite you right on the face. It's what was fixing to happen. He's gone. He's over there with the guitars. Yeah. But but you and I, like you are, you're old school, you're, you're meat and potatoes, flipper, pitcher. And you got in this YouTube thing about the same time I did. You've been more successful on the fishing side of it because you're people want to know what Bradley Holman's got to say because you're very successful as an angler. But how do you deal? Because it is a, at times, and I've experienced it, I know you have too, it's kind of a, it can be a cesspool. Mm-hmm. And we tend to focus on if you get a hundred comments, we focus on the one or two negative. That's right. Are you that way? Like, well, I, and I feel they, like they, all they of affect us. you more because you know you, you go through. But I mean, what are we expecting though? I mean, in life, you can't just have everything be positive. Yeah. So, so a lot right. of it, I I look at it as you know constructive, you know constructive criticism. Yeah. And, and I really see it that way. Um, and then some of it's just ludicrous. And, and the stuff that's really like negative, negative, it, it's generally always dropped by guys that I know they don't, they don't, they're not seeing it through our lives' experiences. You that's know what right. I mean? Like yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. different experiences in lives, and it's not usually related around tournament fishing. They don't understand the 250 boat fields. They don't understand the thousands of dollars that we've got invested, they don't understand. That I got invested in you, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 but there's just a lot of pieces there that That's go right. to it that they've never experienced, and so therefore they're making their judgment off of a totally different life experience. And so I kind of get that. And, and when I see that on there, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, but you're still not seeing it through my eyes where, you know, guys that have kind of been through the process see it differently. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, for sure. The Collinger thing last week screwed <laughs> up. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 you had a couple guys in there, but that—that's what that's from, you know. I mean, it's always going to be that way too. And I yeah. think with me, just because of you know speaking speaking up on things at times, I just have people that genuinely don't like me. But the funny thing is, they always watch. <laughs> that's yeah. what cracks me up. I'm like, you're watching something that infuriates you. I don't, yeah. I don't do that myself personally. I don't think you do that, right? Yeah. I don't go seeking stuff out to be upset, but. Uh, but yeah, I noticed in the comments, I thought, man, that struck a chord. That struck a chord for Holman yeah. because you know what that's like. You know that struggle. Mm-hmm. And you are a guy that you, Upshaw, Todd, you practice with co-anglers. Yep. You try to get guys out on the water. You are very educational on your YouTube. We like helping people. Yeah. I'm not the best fisherman in the world, obviously, but like, dude, I would never do anything to hurt a co-angler. Right. Ever intentionally, like right. I like, and and you tell, and I wanted you to tell a story on here, and you, you probably well, that was told part, that was part of the comments, still. Yes, you know, was yes. that was that he replied back to me and was like, "Well, obviously you don't like co-anglers either." And, 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 and at that moment, that's I was editing a video yes. to drop where my co-angler makes twenty four thousand dollars out of the back of my boat, and you like went above and beyond yes. to make sure now, that he was that a great happened. guy. He was of understanding, he was local. He knew the deal. You told he me that story. Did you tell that on BTO? I haven't got to I see. think I may have mentioned on BTL, but I dropped the video. It's my last yeah, okay. video. Go, go that. watch that video. It's it's Bradley's co-angler for day two, mm-hmm. same day that I had uh the guy that I referred to as Goober, Mr. Yeah. Personality. Yeah. Uh Bradley draws a guy that's leading the tournament on the co-angler side. The co-angler side in those opens are just two days, two day total, and you win. 
And him and his buddy were like first and second, right? Yeah, him and his team partner. Team partner. So, so you talk about dialed up, They're these dialed guys. Up. And so Bradley was middle of the – well, no, you were further than middle of the pack. You had like nine, nine I something. I was in the first 60s or 70s. Yeah. I was just trying to jump up there and try to get a check, you know. But. Yeah. But but you completely worked with him in formulating a game plan. Yeah. Hey, dude. This is what we this this is what I want to do to help you out kind of thing, and he called him right. He did. He started off the day with three pounder on one of his waypoints that he yeah. brought out of his boat. But you know, it wasn't like a complete gamble for me either because I mean we're going to some a local that's oh well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean course, there's opportunity for both of us, but. You know, it allowed him because what I was doing in that event was just not going to be – I was catching fish once the sun got high on very specific isolated targets, mm-hmm. say a dock or a pontoon boat, and it's a one-skip deal. And whoever – That's it. That, you know, and I'm yeah. in front of the boat, so I'm probably going to have first shot at it. And I didn't want him to have to fight through that through the day. You know, he hadn't been with me yet, and I just – I mean, that's just what I was on. And – and so, you know, he, he mentioned something about some um, offshore grass, you know, which is 360-degree fishing for both of you. Yeah. And I was like, hey, dude, you got any of them digits you'd like to run on? And he numbers. was like, yeah. And I was like, bring them and we'll get it. So that's what we did. And I think, you know, you see, I didn't see too many comments on that show about this, but pros get a bad rap, too, from co-angers. Oh, this guy's arrogant or this guy didn't want to hear from me. And I think it goes – now, look – on the FLW tour back in the day, we had colors. You couldn't get that information from that guy, right? It was kind of written like that. Correct. Yeah. Not not exactly like a waypoint or whatever. Right. Y'all could discuss, I guess practice. I don't know. I can't remember how that rule was. But it, but the opens, Toyotas, they're a little more open to that. You can right. you can't get information once the uh, official practice starts in right. an open, but you can talk the only to thing other you, competitors. About the only thing you can't talk about is your first day. Yes. So whoever you were with yes. the first day, you better not show back in that that. That's spot, right. Right. That's so, right. And other he, than that, and he had caught him with another guy. But I think that that's just such a that was such a cool story for me. Uh, and I had great experiences when I fished as a co. More times than not, I had like two bad draws I can ever think of, and it wasn't necessarily I don't want to say like their fault, right? right? Like it was just their game plan. And I sat back there and shut up. Uh, yeah. I, I've never told this story, but there's one I, I will tell. This is one of the, the – you'll laugh at me, but I'll, I'll use names and everything just because it – you know, whatever. Uh, and, and I like this guy, fine. But I drew at Smith Lake in 2000 and whatever. Uh, it was the year that I, I, I checked in five out of the six. I made the cup as a co and had a chance at winning co-angler of the year. And this tournament cost me co-angler of the year for sure, like mm-hmm. when it came down the wire, and which was something I was after, right? Like, but it was second tournament, and we were at Smith. First day I draw Danny Moorhead. And catch him behind Danny, and uh, and had had Moorhead completely shook out of his shoes. Like it was funny, and because he was super dialed on what he was going to do, mm-hmm. and Strader, I practiced with Wesley Strader, and Wesley and I had figured in the last hour of practice, those fish had kind of flooded the banks, and so I'm skipping a, a wacky cinco of all things, Yamamoto cinco, which is going to lead to day two, but. Every dock, he was he was jerking through a Carolina rig on these little secondary points. Every dock he would come under, I'd catch a big enough on it. Every one of them. He'd never throw at them. He'd just go back to jerking to turn around. And me and Danny had been buddies, you know, known each other. He'd just go back to doing what he was doing. Next dock come up, little isolated dock. Boom. Yellow braid would jump. Net. I caught like 12 or 13 pounds behind Dan Moorhead. Wow. And he goes, I guess I should start throwing one of those docks. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. And so, but still. I don't think so. There's nothing underneath. And Dan, don't worry about and that. And Danny caught like five or six pounds that day. And he never changed up. 
He never changed up, and the fish had left. Like, they left what he was doing, and they were, but, you know, I was only, I was fortunate to know that because me and Wesley kind of figured it out. Wesley ended up doing really well in that tournament. But, and the guys that missed it, missed it. And that's always how it goes, I feel like. But anyways, day two, so I'm in like the 20s that first day. Maybe in like 15th, can't remember. Draw Gary Yamamoto, day two. And draw uh, <laughs> Gary Yamamoto, the guy that designed the bait, that catch him on the first day. And, I'm, dude, I'm geeked up. I'm like, yeah, man, Gary Yamamoto. He only had like seven pounds the first day. Of course, we all, we all look at that, right? right? So I draw him out, and I meet him in the parking lot. And I'm like, hey, Mr. Yamamoto, Luke Duncan, uh, fishing with you tomorrow. And he goes, Okay, this guy like stares at me, and uh, and and I'm like, uh, what you know? If you don't mind me asking, what are you what are you doing? And he's like, I'm throwing a hula grub, and he gets in the truck and shuts the door. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you later. You know, I'm standing there awkward. So I go back to the house where me and Strader are staying, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I really don't even know what to rig up tomorrow. He says he's throwing a hula grub, like he could be throwing it thirty feet of water, he could be throwing it in tree, like I don't know. So I I, I get with Gary. Next morning, I'm standing there with all my tackle. He drives past me at the Long Smith Lake Dam, like out at the road, where he yeah. told me to meet him right. in text later that night. Drives right by me. Yeah. I'm standing there, 37 layers of clothes on, cold front came through. So anyways, finally catch up with him. I'm like, man, <laughs> he's fishing in a legend bass boat that's as big as the low-budget bar and grill. Like, yeah. it was very small. Yeah. And he had his dog. I was going to say, with the dog. With the dog and a gigantic Rubbermaid tote with a hole cut in it Four said little poofy dog to go in and out of in the cold all day long. So before we blast off, this dog, like I've got a selfie on my phone from this day with me and the dog. The dog's name was Jeffrey, which I thought was great. And because uh, any dog with a human name, it just sounds funny when you're yelling at them. <laughs> but Jeffrey, why'd you poop in the floor? Like, it's, when you hear that, it's just funny. So dude, this sucker, he ain't, he ain't got a spinning rod out, you know. And uh, I know Smith pretty good. And we take off. And I'm just looking around, and we just running past where they catch us, <laughs> and we run, and we're running past everybody. It looks like, like I feel like partners are high fiving as we're going by, already catching them. And I'm like, man, where are we going? And we went to parts unknown where I'd never even been on Smith, way up in this creek. And old boy was throwing a hula grub, but he was reeling it like a buzz bait through these bushes, and just as fast as he could. So that whole day, I basically said Indian style on the back day because I couldn't throw anything. I broke off 72 shaky heads, every drop shot waiting hook I had, and I zeroed. But it oh. wasn't his fault necessarily, right? You know what I mean? Like, I never blamed him. It was a very frustrating day because he, he didn't want to talk a lot. And even when I was like, hey, how about that Cinco? How'd you invent that? And he didn't want to talk, you know, and he's focused on what he's doing. But even in those moments, I guess that's why I get so frustrated. I say all that to say, even in those bad moments, I never once said, hey, man, you're an idiot because yeah. it's going Everybody's down. Everybody's catching yeah, them on the docks. And, and they, yeah, and he, he never, mm-hmm. but I never said that to him. Right. I tried to, to make the most of having a good day. The only kind of words we had, I had some square bills out on the back deck. And I was just trying to find something, you know, and I, and I was digging through, oh, well, just playing with tackle, basically. And little Jeffrey, the little furball, <laughs> looked like he'd make a hair jig out of him. He jumps up there. He's, like, nosing around my baits. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, Mr. Yamamoto, this dog, I got some treble hooks out back here. He turns around, looks at me, like, right into my soul, and he goes, that's why I don't use treble hooks. And I said, that's why I don't bring my dog fishing. <laughs> and that, so little, did the dog poop on the back deck? It, it pooped on the front deck. Okay. And it peed in the boat twice. He never let it out on the bank. I, I, I just 
couldn't imagine. Like it was just weird, you well, know. But that's that's, that's why, like his kids, man. That's why he, he keeps the little dogs around. Can you imagine? I get yeah. I got a hundred and fifty pound lab. You saw a goose down there. Yeah, he, you ain't taking him in, in in the Phoenix or the Express. <laughs> Trust me. Nobody wants that. It's like taking a horse. So, uh, but I, I have to tell that story. To say the least, uh, never told that one. Shout out Gary Yamamoto. Cinco's are great. <laughs> yeah, caught a couple fish for yeah, caught it. Yeah, yeah. Time. You can't the Zayco. I like it as a, a chatterbait trailer, uh, dude. That does look the same. It does bro. look so you eerily know similar. You know what this is? Baja Blast, right? Oh yeah, this is the yeah. Tennessee coming out in me. So I didn't even know this existed, right? And and uh, so I'm a big big Mountain Dew guy, and probably from birth. I think they must put it in our bottles when we're babies in Tennessee. They, at least they do in East Tennessee. Now I will say I, I did some driving through Tennessee today, and I didn't realize Middle Tennessee. I've never been through it's this beautiful. part of Southern Middle Tennessee, dude. It's beautiful. I knew you. Were, I not to cut you. I knew that's where you're going to go because every time I come, I, I'm like you. I'm fortunate. I travel all over the country, dude. Like it's as pretty here as it is anywhere, and it like is. three counties around. And you can't coming from Phoenix boats, yeah. to where I'm at. Like it's, that's the drive. That's the drive. Yeah. So I grew up in East Tennessee, there in Rowan County, and um, Watts Bar Lake. Yeah, there at Watts Bar, and uh, it's the same type of. I mean, it's more mountainous. The mountains are bigger, but there's trees everywhere. You've got more clearings where the farmland yeah. a little bit flatter yeah. in the valleys, and you can oh, see yeah. further. You know what I mean, like. I can remember one time uh, when I was a teenager, I brought one of my buddies from Oklahoma home to Tennessee, and he was like, I was like, man, you're going to love it, this, that, and the other. And I get him there, and I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't like it. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, dude, you can't see 10 feet. There's either a giant tree or a mountain in the way. So, like, he, it made him sick going around the roads and stuff and yeah. not being able to see. But, man, it is. It is gorgeous. That so. valley coming up through there on Highway 64 is yeah. gorgeous, man. We get a, here, it gets a little bit more like. I won't say East Tennessee, but we do have some higher elevation stuff, like in my yeah. county where I live, and it gets a little gets a little tricky to see sometimes. But man, you get uh, in about another three or four weeks, everything starts getting green a little bit. Man, it's it's hard to beat in them so, old green pastures. And I was coming through a town that I was coming through a town I never even heard of. It's called Fayetteville. Yeah, that's right, Fayetteville, Arkansas. I've heard of big high school rivalry for us. Yeah, Lincoln and they got county, they got these little flags hanging through all of downtown. It says Fayetteville, Tennessee, home of the. Slaw Burger, mm-hmm. Slaw Burger Whiskey and Tennessee Heritage. That's right. And I'm thinking, this ain't Lynchburg, but you're, you're not far from it. Though, everybody though. down here, I guess, during the was where all the shiners were, where all the moonshiners down here. Yeah, because this yeah. is like that Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee corner where they. Were That's all, right. The Buford Pusser. Yeah, you know, he he's from was from two counties away, so you had all that bootlegging stuff going on. Fun fact: my daddy Richard, my grandfather, he passed away in 2019. Uh, no joke, right here in Lawrence County, my great-grandfather, who I never got to meet, made him drop out of school. And this was always something that he was very, I don't want to say embarrassed, but he, he was. He was very uh, ashamed at times, but he had an eighth-grade education. And his dad made him drop out of school to run moonshine Ooh. in the eighth grade, man. And, he, and that was my, my granddad. And he was mad about it later on in life. Yeah, he didn't like it. And, and, well, he, always, he just always had to work extra hard you know and he was one of the hardest workers you'd ever meet hardest guy like could do anything right, right? and but his his dad made him uh made it. him drop I out it. i get it well it is it's beautiful around here man and it's been nice to be back and uh you know just just coming through the state it's like wow i mean there's lots of parts of this remind me of you know harriman and Rome. oh yeah for dang sure dude. stop it. at the store and somebody starts talking and i'm like hey i remember that accent <laughs> That, yeah, I know. I know those guys. Yeah, I know those guys. Sounds yeah. like I'm now. 
you get that? There's a line though when you get when I know. you get over it. We're a little thicker, so there's a reason. Well, I figured, I figured, like, I figured it gets I figured, like this a little bit over when you get to the yeah, strainer. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So I figured out. Uh, somewhere today when I was thinking I was like now I know why everybody where we're from when we travel we'd always say where are you from you didn't say Tennessee you said East Tennessee that's right because there a, is a major difference it, it is crazy and I always say I'm from Southern Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. and it is like there's there's middle there's definitely East and then I guess there's West Tennessee yeah. I don't know it's kind of it, you got Memphis and then the rest of Tennessee kind of yeah. you know like yeah. Dyersburg yeah. and it's Delta land. It's a little different, but this, it is crazy, which all states are like this to a certain degree, but from from side to side in Tennessee, east to west, the difference in culture, the difference right. in the landscape, right. like it is. It's really, really crazy. Oklahoma, we're just all Okies. Pretty, pretty, pretty plain simple. There's not much difference. I will not say boomer sooner in a positive way. <laughs> Y'all took too many of my damn Tennessee Vols in the transfer portal. Oh, uh, well, you got our quarterback as a head coach, so you're doing pretty good. Yeah, we got a hypo. I like him. Yeah, I like him for out. sure. Uh, so what are you fishing? Uh, you're fishing all nine again this year. Yep. All nine opens. Yep. Got off to a start down there and. Yep. Uh, didn't 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 set it on fire, but didn't bury it. Right, right. Finish, 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 six, Kept it out of the ditch. Like right, that, yeah. and 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 a lot of y'all may say, and that is a great finish. I'd gladly taken a fifty something, but like out of two thirty, what we've seen in years past, especially in the last several of these opens being so competitive, is you can't have those hundreds. No. Like you can't have like it's hard, mm-hmm. especially in one division. Mm-hmm. Like with the you may get a little more leeway in the all nine, but still not. It seems like whoever's going to make that top three, they just can't be beaten. Like they're on fire. That's right for three in a row, nine That's in right. a row, whatever. That's right. Uh, which ones are you looking forward to the most? I mean, do you have a division? Is it just all you just show up, do your job? Southern Division, honestly, just looking at on the schedule starting the year was the one. But um, to qualify through a division, dude, I, I, I've done some more math and some more math and broke it down to where I, my stupid Oaky self could figure it out. But And this is going to sound scary, dude, but, I mean, it it basically you have 50 points. That's what you have. Panger's the one that kind of came up with this. you got 50 points to leave laying on the table out of three tournaments. Now, however you want to do that, that's if you go back and look at the math of how many points it's taken over the last two years to make it, it takes – there's 200 points given for each event, and it takes an average of 400 – is this right? Five? 550 points is what it takes to finish in the top three. Now, that guarantees you in. There's a couple of years where it took 546, 547, 548, but 550 is the number. So, that's 50 points. So, if you finish like I did in the last event, 56, that's technically too many points out. So I would I would basically have to win the next two events and probably still not make it. To make it in one division. In one division. And like I say, 56, like you're saying, 56th place, you're finishing in the top 25% of the field. Yeah, it's 230-boat so, field. Yeah, I mean, you're so point-wise, you're trying to be in the top 1%. So 50 points is what you got. That's all we got. That That's stressful. Right here? We've got a sp- another special guest with us. My young, uh, the, the youngin, yeah, one, one of many Holmans. One of many, my thirteen year. The thirteen year old is here traveling to get a brand new boat. How, how do you negotiate that? What's that? D- hey, we're road tripping with her. Yeah, uh, she's a she's a teenager. She's having some teenage, you know, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, you need girl. You need some, some one on one time with dad. Yeah. So let's jump in the truck. And let's go Tennessee. I I, I I got a house full of them. I yep. understand. I yep. we are out of the five. 
we are in teenage mode. Uh, now, adult mode, my, my oldest, Harper, she's 20, but we are in teenage mode and mm-hmm. that area and four out of the five, and it's a yeah. lot. It's it a lot. It is. So I thought it was cool that you're like, hey, I, I'm traveling with my, my daughter. And yep. there's so many times in what we do. That we're just gone. That we're gone. I know. That we're gone, man. I you and I have had that conversation a yeah, lot. It just makes like it hard. You, you guys, I, I will say, just keeping up with y'all, y'all do an amazing job as a family, you and your wife, at going on trips, at doing family mm-hmm. stuff. And we, we try to do the same, man. Like, I, it's important because we don't have normal I wish I, I, I wish I could take credit for that. That's all my wife. She's she's better. Oh, I wasn't me. giving you any credit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't deserve any. You were. But she is. Done. She's good. And that stuff is important. You know, it's very important, man. I think yep. it's. Uh, it, for me, it's it's what kids will look back on. Ten years from now, twenty yep. years from now, yeah. and they may say, "Yeah, Dad missed this," mm-hmm. because we do. We do. We missed stuff. But how awesome was this that we got to do and yeah. man dad mom and dad worked very hard to make sure this happened or that happened and uh like i this year i'm taking my boys down to gross savant oh wow yeah in yeah, march yeah yeah I, I got to go down there in november with the with the crew down there from express and was blown i was like this is adult disney world this is yeah. incredible like yeah. so many i mean if y'all ever shout out to doug miller dennis tj all that bunch down there it's a great place, but I'm taking the boys for their spring break. We're going to fish two days. Probably going to ruin them because fishing's not like that anywhere else on planet Earth that yeah, I've ever really been. But, but, but I think it's good batting practice too, right? But I, I hope that I, I, this year we all make resolutions, but that was mine. I said, you know what? I go do all this stuff all the time. Yep. Fortunate. And I'm like, boys love fishing, love hunting. Like, we're going to start doing things like that a year. Like, yep. just focused around fishing and hunting. Because we do the vacations with the family, that's cool. But I want I want them to go, even if it's a bad one, right? Where the yeah. weather's terrible, I want them to remember right. stuff like that. Right. That is what we do all of this for. I feel like I, it 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 means a lot to them too. She and I last night were sitting there having dinner, and uh, we were talking about exactly what you're talking about trips we'd taken, and it was actually a Disney World trip that we were talking about. And we were discussing for thirty minutes last night which was the best roller coaster ride that we'd been on. You know. Was it Space Mountain? You know, was it? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like you, those, those things matter. Mm-hmm. Like they really do matter. Um, and just silly little arguments like that, or, or you know, yeah. that's the boys and I, we're constantly doing stuff like that, man, comparing and contrasting. This place is totally different looking than what I thought it was going to be. Like I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I pictured this different. <laughs> you just don't seem the same as like right here on the camera, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, guys, he's got a lot get, of deer heads on me, the wall. Give me two seconds, right he's here. Got a lot I of think deer heads. I want to make sure this thing's working correctly. You don't even know if you're recording it. No, it is recording. Something right. just—it's just weird. It's, it's not showing me the. Uh, it's working. All right, typical LBL. I had to check the uh, my recording software is being crazy. I got to get that fixed before the classic, and we're in the deer uh, heads. He's killed. Yeah, big, he's got big deer. You, like, you were saying this is different than yeah. what you well, expected. Yeah, yeah, and the deer are big. <laughs> they're not that big. Listen, I, he well, thinks like they're big. I'm just jaded because I'm friends with guys like you are, like Jason Christie, and he posts these whitetail that might as well be elk all the time. And so my Tennessee deer, I'm like really proud of them. They're mature yeah, deer. They are. They they're are. Nice. They're hard to catch up with with a bow most of the time or a gun. Yeah. And it's like, but then Jason's like, oh, shot this one today. 
Well, killed it with a stick or whatever, you know. Your trees are like 500 feet tall. Do you, y'all put deer stands all the way at the top of them? So, that's so crazy that you said that. So one of the most frustrating things about hunting around here. Your trees are too tall. They're And they're slick. Right. They don't have a ton of limbs, man. Right. And so, so you do No, it is very tricky yeah. with a bow. Now, it depends on the terrain you're in. Sometimes, like, I've got a couple farms that I hunt that do have um, some younger pines. That you can kind of get hit in, but man, the hardwoods they they try to get to the to the sky. I feel like like all yeah. mine on my place here. I there's just the fact that I killed that deer right there. Uh, one of the ones that I'm I'm most proud of with my bow here at the house. Leaves were all off the tree. Like I got very 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 fortunate to mm-hmm. get that deer within bow range. And uh, but honestly, man, we hunt a lot of pop up blinds. Ground blinds and stuff because we don't we don't have a ton those, of options. Those scrub oaks that Jason's hunting at home, those things are like 12, 15 foot tall. <laughs> I mean, they're probably a little and taller limbs than that, everywhere. You everywhere, hit, it's thick. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got look at got a tree called a blackjack, which is an oak tree, and it's just a little scrub oak from not yeah. getting any water, you know. And you can get you can get hit, or even like big cedars, mm-hmm. like in Kansas. Oh, we got lots like, of the cedar. Yeah, trees. and you can you can get hit. We our cedars never get. Big yeah. enough. Yeah, to we have really called like red cedars is what they are. Mm-hmm. And they man, they have taken over. But yeah, you can cut the limbs out of them left yeah, and right. You can get up in there. They and hide hit. your scent because they're so strong. That's right. They, they do some good things. And get hit. But it, it's it is uh, it's funny how different. It's the same as bass fishing though. How different hunting is everywhere you go. But yeah, I'm I'm glad you're excited about my deer. I'm always excited about them. But then it's it's a lot like fishing. And when you Man, you post one on the internet. People are like, ooh, it's tiny. You're like, I live in Tennessee, not Illinois. Not Kansas, not Iowa. But I feel like, and, and fishing's the same way in that I feel like uh, people get get that hate when they post a three-pounder. Like a guy's excited about a well, fish. Yeah, you, know? you people need to go to Gunnersville and go, look at that 30-pound that, that, right. bag. And I'm like. But I'm saying I don't, I don't discredit people for that because I know how hard that is, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same with deer. Like if that's what makes me... That's those are mature deer. We pass a ton of deer around here. We don't have the rolling bean fields yeah. and the corn fields yeah. and the and the genetics they do in these other parts of the world. But fishing's the same way. It it's all relative. It you got an old boy that lives in Maine. He's not going to be posting pictures of seven pound largemouth every day, and he's going to be tickled with a five pounder if he ever gets to catch one. You know, Absolutely. kind of thing. And yeah. so, but the internet, we do kind of eat our own in that where it's we like. Do. He shouldn't post this. That's a baby. Well, yeah. it made the guy happy, whatever. Yeah. That was one of my arguments, too. And you know me. You, super had, you had an argument? Yeah. You had an opinion that bothered someone? <laughs> uh, no, in the in the beginning of, like, the MLF stuff, when it all went out, and I was very critical on a lot of things, but, uh, but I never was about that. People saying, mostly little fit, you know, that whole thing. I'm like, buddy, let me explain something to you. Yeah. Edwin Evers will still show up at your house yeah. and kick your teeth in whether he's fishing for one pounders or thirty seven pounders. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was something. And you can go to the pond and he will go to your bathroom and you <laughs> shut the door. I don't know if it's the toilet or the bathtub it's coming out of, but five. You know, he, he, you look on the screen, you'll be like twelve inches. Where are coming did those out of come? It? Where did those come from? Yeah, that's where did fact. those come from? And, and so that's always my thing is like it's it is it's all relative, right? Mm-hmm. To to the tournament trail. Regardless of what I've disagreed with, I do. I'm enamored by the fact that those guys still do what they do in the Jordan Lees and the Jacob Wheelers or Bradley Roy. What he did now, it's different than what we grew up with format wise. Yep. With that five fish, but still catch them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They still catch. And absolutely. now 
with the zero and the weights and all. I don't I don't necessarily like that because I feel like a guy. Man, I was shocked by that this year. I didn't know that the uh, the old FLW tour. Yeah, I didn't know that was coming, and I was like, what is going on? I, I didn't know it was coming. I didn't either. And you know what's crazy about that? Because I sat right here on one of the videos that a lot of people liked and some didn't like, and said it was very much. Irwin Jacobs FLW 2.0. Yep, very much so. When they bought it, I said, it's yep. just got the same feel, yep. and it did. And that's what they used to do. <laughs> it's the yep. same. They zeroed yep. the final day. Yep. Same thing. Now, I was happy to see it the first one that Michael Neal won, and he had been leading, and he was very deserving of that. But what you used to see, you remember those late 90s, early 2000s FLW, you had everybody fished two days, then they mm-hmm. cut to 10, then to five. Yeah. And it zeroed on the 10 round. Yep. And then it zeroed on the five round, and you would. There was a lot of guys that had big leads that didn't go on. That it never mattered. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, Johnny McCombs, mm-hmm. the infamous like tournament when he kind of mm-hmm. spun out and and you know got off the the rails basically. Like he, Johnny, I want to get Johnny on one day to tell a story, but like that's when he really started his drug abuse. I mean, he right. he talked about, it, but he missed weighing. He had been catching fish on the Pascagoula River that nobody on the Pascagoula River had ever seen. Like giants every day. Swindle tells story. It's fantastic. On the last day, it zeroed again. He was leading it after two days. It zeroed. He was leading it after day three. It comes down to the last day, and he missed weigh-in because wow. he didn't know what check-in time was. Spaced oh out. And Tommy And he had like 17 pounds in the box. Tommy Biffle won with one two-pounder. One two pounder. Oh my god! Look it up, Pascagoula River, FLW back in the day. But but Johnny missed weigh in. But it was that he would have won, even with being zeroed the last day, had it been cumulative weight. So there again, though, it's just a different game. Man, that is that is. How, I, how I, I, don't, I never remembered that story. Yep, I've never yep. heard it. John, don't remember it happening. Johnny had like I think that was the third tournament of the year. And I want to think he was – it was his first year, and I want to think he was leading AOI. And then after that, it was just a, it was just a spiral, man. Like he, uh, and he told that when he won the FLW Beaver when he yeah. came back and yeah. he won yeah. about his drug use and everything. But, yeah, he wow. – uh, Johnny was on everything but roller skates there for a while. No, he – I've heard <laughs> he, him tell you. I've talked yeah, to yeah, him about it. He's, oh, he's yeah, 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 about it. Yeah, yeah, I would love to get him up here to – you know, Johnny's yeah. buddy. Uh, yeah, I say that loosely because he wants to fist fight me, I think, most of the time. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Everything. Johnny is a you know Johnny he'll be like he just gives you the skunk eye he does he does give you the skunk eye but that uh, that was back in the probably like ninety God he would have been young he was young he was young well him and Gerald the same age yeah. just about though Gerald I wish I could get Gerald and Johnny together on the show to tell Gerald Johnny stories because they team tournament fished for fifteen years together and beat the brakes off of everybody at Smith Lake for. Really? Dude, they won however many boats. Johnny and that See, old, I didn't know they were team partners either. Dude, yes. Gerald told me when Johnny was still, you know, not doing well, he has said this to me more times than I can count. He said, had he kept it together, nobody would have ever said anything about KVD. He said he's the best fisherman to ever pick up a rod and reel. And he still is, but I think that uh, – I've, I've heard that from other people. I had a talk with Andy Morgan once about yes. him. Yeah, same thing. Very Andy's, high on him. They they all fish that fisherman's bass circuit mm-hmm. with uh with the Jerry Ryan deal. The Jerry Ryan deal. You know? yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think Johnny won Angler of the Year in it. I know Andy did. I think yeah. Gerald did. But they all can. I mean, they all yeah. cut their teeth at the same yeah. time. But Johnny was a uh, special, special individual, but definitely got caught up in the in the uh, the weight getting cut format. Do you like that that they're doing that? No, I don't care for it. 
I don't like it, but um, think know. about you at Okeechobee. I think about that because we see these Florida bags, right? I, I wouldn't have won. You wouldn't? Would you have won Lanier? Had you done your two FLW titles? Would you have won? No, because you caught what like twelve something the last day. Yeah, Burge would have won. Burge would have won um, on the final day. On the final day, just final day bags. Yeah, Burge would have won. And you had at Lanier and Okeechobee giant bags at the beginning. Giant bags and padded it yeah. and did what you needed to do. Right. Yeah, you wait. What was it? Twenty three or twenty four? The first day of spots. I can't remember. Twenty two. Twenty four pound. Twenty 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 four pound bag of spotted bass, dude. Like when that day's going down, it's like this is never going to happen again the rest Ever. of your life. Ever. So just it was like everything was peanut butter and jelly. I remember, and I've called you out on this before, but I'll do it again. Was going in a marina. I was yeah, catching yeah, them in yeah, marinas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. were coming out, and yeah. you had that Hallman look of intensity that you get. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, dude, you you catching them up?" And you're like, "Nah, really." <laughs> I get back up there, and I'm like, "Somebody give me to Bradley Hallman right now." Twenty four <laughs> pounds of spotted bass on this plate, uh, and your pat. It was so unique what you were doing. I was catching them inside the marinas right. on these cables, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't catch them the first day, and then jumped up like I don't know hundred places. The second day, I had like mm-hmm. seventeen. They bit yep. for me, yep. but you had that unique deal going. I'll never forget that. And you were like, you were idling out, but you were so, I was idling. You're so focused. And then I get back, I'm like, well, hell, I, I understand. I was, I was trying to stay away from the outside edges of being seen out there. I know? get it. I didn't want to be seen because yeah. there was nobody out there. Nobody and, doing it. And, you know, it was such a specific deal, just like a lot of times it is with any kind of fishing, it, you know. And we had panoptics then, but we didn't have live scope. We had, we had panoptics. Original panoptics. Yep. Because I was. It would have worked just as fine if yeah. I would have. But, you know, I just wasn't as dialed into yeah. it. You know, but like, I, I, I'm sure now looking back, like if I, you, can uh, do that, you would sit and go, okay, well, I'm leaving five of them. There's still one there. That's right. Like I would have known a lot more than what I yeah. even knew. Yeah. I remember in that tournament, my co angler practice partner, Michael Brewer, showing him life he, or panoptics. He had never seen it. Yep. And I had been using it a lot at home that winter and was pretty dialed. Oh, you know, Larry Nixon called it in. Larry wants to call him. I mean, you know, the general, general, he's calling on the old phone over here. Uh, I'll have to call him back. I I declined the general for the podcast. I feel really bad about that. But I feel like if I answer him, be like, Larry, I'm recording. He might say something we can't put on. (laughs) Maybe. So I'll call him back. It's probably, hey, can I get a jack plate? It's probably, you know where these jack plates are, these son of a guns? I'm sure it's... Guarantee that's what it is. Yeah. It's probably not calling me to be like, ago. "What's Where's up, that? buddy?" Yeah, there's, there's definitely. He's not calling to ask me for fishing tips. There's no doubt about that. Uh, <laughs> you should just carry one of those things over your back. Uh, yeah, dude, I get more calls like, hey, and texts about that thing all the time. Uh, but in that tournament, dude, I remember catching them on those dock cables on that pan, and they're just, you know, looking back at what pan optics was. Yeah. It was groundbreaking, but versus live scope. And there's just these blobs yep. moving around on, you can't on really tell cables. it's a cable. And my shaky head, I'd throw it out there, and you'd watch this little blob, blob. going, and the blob would meet blob, and that white braid would say, Tank! Really? I'd get them, yep. And dude, I caught almost every one of them looking at them like that. And wow. and it was before that was even cool, so to speak. And yeah. I, I was like, oh, well, I can see my bait. We've got a lake like 20 minutes from here, though, that I'd spent all winter, like A-rigging, and I had my stuff tuned up. And I was super confident in it, but I can't even imagine had it been live scope. What you, I don't think the in in game might not have been any different for you, but I, I don't think they would have existed because too many guys would have found them. Because now everybody thinks mm-hmm. that offshore suspended. Well, they'd be looking and they would have saw them. 
That's, yeah. that's my guess. Yeah. You know, and they, they weren't found. Did you so. find those fish just fishing then, I guess? Yeah, and I didn't even know those fish were, like, like in practice when the wind was blowing. I caught one big one on a jerkbait on the end of one of those outside walls. Mm-hmm. Wind breaks is what they were. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'd gone to another one that wasn't windy, and I jerked all the way down, and I'm like, well, that was just a fluke luck deal. And I happened to look down and saw a giant, like, giant <laughs> following it. And I was like, well, they're not going to commit because, like, I'm getting her attention. They're there, but it's not the right bait. And I didn't know what the right bait was. Um, you know, we had that day off. Yeah. Know, so, where, you yeah. know, where you sit in your boat, we all yeah. did. Yeah, and it was going through all Huge front coming, too. It was cold the first mm-hmm. day, windy. And I, I was just tying on some stuff that I thought, well, this might work. That might work. And one of the things that I tried was that bigger, that 3.8 Kitek. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe. And so the first one in the tournament, I pulled up on a point, you know, like the mm-hmm. traditional blueback carrying stuff. And that's where I actually caught that 24-pound bag was point fishing. It was okay. Marina. Okay. I don't think only one big one that day came off. Of okay. Bag. But um, I pulled up there, and it was like caught one, big one, caught another one, jerkbait, big one, and then threw up there, nothing, 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 nothing. And I just looked down, I was like three casts with nothing, and I saw that swim bait land there. And I fired it in the exact same spot, and it was like like I hadn't even been there. They just started, toom, toom, and I caught like five in a row, and I was like, I know what might make those marina fish bite. You okay. know what I mean? And that's what ended up doing it. Yeah, so like towards the end of the day, I've already got 20 pounds, and I was like, I'm going to just check one because the sun was up and everything was yeah. right, and I got lined up, and I made one cast. I'm coming down the side of it, and it goes, you know, slack. <laughs> and another big one. So I was like, well. So that's kind of – I kind of learned it in the tournament. I didn't really – Learned that I had a feeling there was some fish there, but I didn't know how to make a fire. But dude, that that seems like a long time ago now. It was twenty eighteen, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. I really thought that's one of like three FLWs. I thought leaving practice, I was going to win that tournament. I've never been. You caught them pretty good. In that tournament, I did. Didn't I didn't the first day. I caught like twelve pounds. I was buried in like the hundreds, and then I caught seventeen the second day and jumped up, and got a ten thousand dollar check. But what was so frustrating is. Me and Thrift were sharing water. Yeah. Doing the same exact thing, fishing the same. And we were, and, and I didn't realize it till late day one. And he was coming out of a place I was going in and he yeah. called him. And I'm like, but for me, the fr- first day, I probably caught 20. Yeah. Never caught one, like, never caught a three pounder. When I tell you for three days of practice, and I called Michael Brewer right now, he practiced with me. He called his dad the night before the tournament and said, Luke will absolutely blow this tournament out. Really? I never, no joke, dude. I've never shaken them off catching them for three days not fishing the same water i'd never been more dialed on a pattern and when i swung it was like a three to four pound spot every single time and i thought like i couldn't sleep after like day two of practice like this is fixing to be really really dumb i've never been that confident rolling out on day one i was like dude i'll have like 15 plus quick this morning and it's like two pounder two pounder two pounder and i'm going the world, wow, you know, it got cold. It'll get better. Day two, pull up on the run, basically the same rotation. Five, four and a half, and I'm going, really? You couldn't do this on day one? But but it was, and, and I just, man, I would have given anything, because I think I ended up like 45th or whatever, I would have given anything to have one more day Yeah, just to run them because yeah. they set back up right, the bigger ones mm-hmm. did. For whatever reason, they didn't eat that first day, and I'll never – and I was getting bit in the exact the exact same cast. I was seeing them. It's it's hard to tell, man. I, I know, but that one was that lake is special. It is for so many reasons. It's it's but, got 
some really good fish. But I'll never forget watching live the last day at home and you making that adjustment in that weather to to hold them off and win. And it would be a shame, going back to what started this whole conversation, it would be a shame if that cut to zero and you lose that last day because you had played a – Great game all week. Yeah, like I changed it, each day, and honestly, I felt every day. Yeah. I felt like the Wiley veteran that last morning yeah. taking off because I was in boat one, so I took off first. And I'd been fishing at the bottom of the lake every day, and everybody yep. up there knew it because it had been on That's live. Right. They knew what I was doing. Everybody watched it at night, like they knew. And we took off, and I didn't go a mile and a half at seventy mile an hour. Like I want to go all the way to the bottom of this sucker, and I've got all ten of them behind me, so they're following my rooster tail. And I make a freaking sharp left and go straight into a creek. And as I made it, I thought, you know, 10 years ago, that would have been me following Van Dam, and I'd have just been happy to be in the top 10. And I'd have known where he was doing, and I'd have went, what in the hell is he doing? He knows so much that he's just, what, what? We've been watching him. We know what's going on. But it was the weather, you know, and, and I knew that I needed pouring. to change. And I'd stopped each day coming up, and I'd had a couple of bites on a spinnerbait. And I was like, I bet you this thing will happen. He said, I know how to do this. Yeah, like I can make this adjustment real quick. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll never forget that because even the the guys on live were like, "What's he doing? What?" And and it ended up just being this because you never even went down the lake at all that day, did you? Stayed no, up and, all day? and it happened fast too because like I rolled into a place yeah. and I hadn't thrown that blade three times and one just thunk and I was like, "Yes," you know. So you kind of get that confidence. What we all need in fishing, yeah. right? And uh, and I knew that I wasn't trying to catch twenty pound bag too, right? Yeah, you didn't have to, right? You just got to you just got to par, got to putt par. Both of your FLW wins were such cool stories, and you've had a lot of wins doing a lot of different things over the years. But those FLW wins are, I, I feel like, your biggest. Oh yeah, and and definitely like amazing accomplishments. You and I both started that same year. You came back. It was my I'd fish co angler, and then I was going to fish. As I a didn't pro. realize that was your was first. No, that's right. Because you did fish as co angler, and I that. and I that first day you beat me by big bass for by one ounce. Really, for big bass one. Yeah, I caught at like Okeechobee? a seven. Yeah, at Okeechobee, you beat me. I had it till like the last when you weighed in. You oh, beat I'm me sorry. by an ounce. Yeah, could have had it. Oh no, it was fine. Yeah, no, I I wanted it again day two. <laughs> okay. I didn't get it, but uh, but I that that event you drop a massive bag, you back it up day two, but you had like. Issues, right? Didn't you have boat issues, like trolling motor issues or something? Trolling motor cable broke. You remember the old motor guy? Yeah, it had those cables in yeah. it. Yeah, I broke one of those cables, and you know we would break them. It wasn't uncommon to break them, yeah. but maybe one a year, maybe one after a year and a half. But to break it on the day, the last day, that was a little bit. But that's what I'm getting tough. at, though, man. Is that that is that veteran? I think that the first Bradley Hallman I met. Oh yeah, would have spun out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and 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 I I know that. It probably would have spun me out even even yeah. now, but you are you're that guy that well I fished those wins. I fished without a trolling motor. Unbelievable. The last two hours of that tournament, but the way that it laid out, the wind was just howling. It was it brutal. didn't matter anyway. So like, and I was fishing such thick cover, I just kind of let I would get the wind behind me, put my power poles down. Now, without power poles, I couldn't have done what I did. That was a power pole tournament. Yeah. I remember day two. I've never ever fished in wind like that. It was in ever. Wasn't it? They would never. This was this was before we'd had a tragedy, you know. Some they would never let us blast off in that now. No tournament trail would take off on You're Lake Okeechobee. Right. That outside rewall was in East Bay and uh, the East Wall there, and the waves were coming over the reed line, mm-hmm. like out of, the, out of the north wind. And I'll never forget like the lily pads being underwater. And I'd caught them the first day on a swim jig, and I'd caught them pitching around. I caught that big one late, pitching some isolated stuff, and. 
they had kind of moved up, and then that front comes through. Well, the next day, dude, I'm going out there guns blazing. I'm like, I'm just going to – wind ain't going to bother me, you know. I jump up on the front deck, throw the trail mower down, and it spins the boat around like this. <laughs> as quick yeah. as I put it down, I'm like – Oh, we're going to drift with the wind today. <laughs> we're going I mean, with it. Yeah, and, and I would go to that reed wall, and there were like 30 of us in there, but I'd go to that reed wall, put my poles down, just drift, and you'd get to that reed line out there kind of there, towards the hard edge, and those waves, it was like, it's the yeah. freaking ocean out there, yeah. man. It, Scary. It, it, it was crazy. But you had a big bag the second day, though, I didn't did. you? And, like, you were, and, and it was all on, like, back then, that little bitty camera that would sit on your dash. Yeah. And, and, and I, I've seen it a couple times where you look back and the reed heads, they were they're laid over. Horizontal. The pictures. I, it's just insane. Jody or Kyle or one of them had took pictures of me on day two in that cold. I've, I've still got them. And, and everything's laid over. Oh. And you're, like, trying to pitch at a reed head. Or you're try- and it was so crazy. I, I don't know. Upshaw pulled in in there the second day where I was at and Busted him. I think he ended up getting a check. Him and his going on a freaking speed worm. Still mad at him for it. We had. Uh, I remember fishing an elite series one year at a Harris chain, and they predicted twenty-five to thirty mile an hour steady winds would gust up to like 40, 45. And this was towards the end of the tournament. It may have been day three or day four. The field had been cut, and we had to meet at a little special meeting with Trip Weldon in the morning. Yeah, he called everybody down, yeah. and Trip said, "I thought they were going to cancel the day." And Tripp says, they're going to blow 25 to 30 today. And anywhere else, we'd cancel. But here's the deal, boys. We're on the Harris chain. So if you've been fishing out in the middle and you'll get yourself killed, go ahead. But there's places here. He didn't say that. But yeah, he's like, there's yeah, places here to get out of the wind. It's true. And, like, if there's no other place that I would do this on, but we can fish here, and we're going to. And I was already in a canal, so I was like, heck, yeah, let's roll. But I didn't realize, and that's like, I think this was around 07, 08. And, like, I really learned, like, the power poles had really just kind of come on. We yeah. First, we all started with Everybody one. Everybody had one. You're like a, and I think this might be the a first duck year with I one leg. Two, you know, and so, like, you're fishing, and, 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 like, I think I was throwing worm on pads at the time. But anyway, you just learn, like, put those poles down, keep the wind to your back. Yeah. And, dude. It changed everything. They would bite. And that that term game changer gets thrown out, but, like, it did. Yeah. They changed everything. They did. They did. If you live down there, especially, yeah. <laughs> but being a shallow water guy like you are, they just changed everything. I think that's the right call, though, that Trip makes in that situation. I do too on the Harris chain. I think it is There's very really no big water. That's right. You know what I mean? And you never want to get anybody hurt, but I do think that everybody being professional, everybody like that's a difference. You you've got to you've got to make that decision for you. Like, n- hey, we're at St. Lawrence River. I'm not. I can't get to Ontario today. That plays out in the game to yeah, me. Canceling a day, there are days we have to cancel. Like if there's crazy weather alerts and whatever. Like today, <laughs> you might not want to be on Pickwick today mm-hmm. in 40 mile an hour gusts, but with severe, you know, potential life threatening weather kind of stuff, yeah. tornadoes. But I, I get frustrated with some of the delays anymore. Some of the not delays, but cancellation days. I think a lot of people do. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to an, an MLF angler that will remain anonymous for his own safety. But uh, about, about, about the weather delays, you know, that they yeah. do. And yeah. it's like, if you're on a lake that's 100 miles long, it yeah. may be sunny on you, but they're like, <laughs> yeah, time out, time yeah. out, get to a boat dock. I'm like, what? The birds yeah. are singing, it's beautiful. Oh, well, so and so's down here in the radar. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's yeah. a. There were several of those guys that I've talked to though. There's one in particular. They get frustrated with it, dude. That, like, that that but that is like in fishing. That's like some of the craziest stuff that I know that I've done. Is 
like big lightning storms and stuff, <laughs> yeah. like around the month of May. You know how they roll through? You know, I remember one time I was on Kentucky Lake, and I'm thinking, okay, this is just suicidal at this point. You know what I mean? I know. It's just... It's the only sport where we don't have delays normally. Where do you no. go? So, like, you know, what is where is the safe place to go when that big storm comes over on some of these places? How many times go sit underneath the tree? How many times have you been out there, especially like May and a ledge event, and your line goes like this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh. like you just know it's coming. So here's the like, worst part for then me. You my, see everybody else still fishing. So my like, entire life, I'm six foot five, so everybody in my boat is shorter. You're than close me. to God. Everybody's all always like, ah, just keep fishing. We're good. And I know what they're thinking. He's a foot taller than me. It'll hit him before I get it. They're like, Holman's going down. Yeah, we're straight back here. Yeah, I got struck. I got struck by lightning. Really? Never told this story on here. Let's hear it. So I did get struck. It was obviously not a fatal strike. I'm not a ghost, guys. Uh, my little brother and I, we were in a, he had a 17-foot Triton aluminum boat. So it was right out of college. We were sitting on a ledge at the mouth of a creek on Wilson Lake in the summertime. One, this is how my bad luck goes, but one little puff of black cloud. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. We're out there dragging big worms, football jigs. Comes up over us. My brother's like, man, it's a little bit of weather. And I'm not, it ain't like a front. Like, it's just a cloud, basically. It's black Gets right over the top of us. Sounds like a shotgun goes off. I wake up in the Florida boat. Oh, my god! Rod gone. And my brother has me by the shirt screaming like, oh, my God. You so the last got thing you remember was just hearing thunder. I literally remember this, like picking up a jig like that. You didn't hear anything? Nope. And just boom, done gone. in the floor by the console. Yep. Wow. Went to the doctor. Nothing. Everything's good. Like, very fortunate. Uh, happened to one of my best friends this past summer on Pickwick Lake. Same thing, storms rolling in, fishing ledges in June. Wakes up and he's in the water. He was in a water. In up. the water. Wakes up in the water. He had his life jacket on wow. and it had inflated and he woke up, but it knocked him out. And like the doctor told me, obviously not a direct hit, you right. know, from a big whatever, but yeah. So what you got to be what careful. Did your brother I got say a bug he, on me again. Did what he? Are these Stink bugs Stink again. Bugs. I sucker. I was like, "What is happening right now?" It's on my neck. What? Uh, what did your brother say happened? Did he? Know so, no, he said it? you could see. Like he said, it was a Lighting bolt. Up. Yeah, yeah. Rod was gone. I mean, like, dude, knocked me out of my flip flops. Oh, it was crazy. Oh my god! And the right side of my body tingled for like three days. Like for real. Like it just. But went to the doctor, get checked out because they say like kidney failure. People survive it. Like that's one of the first things that happened. Like they ran all these tests. I was good. I may have superpowers now. I'm not sure. It's all that whiskey. <laughs> Kept you kidding. I'm drink whiskey. It's just a whiskey barrel behind us. Dude, the first time I like remember you coming into a shindig, <laughs> you got you come in with a brand new bottle of Jack, and I'm like, yeah, I, I think this guy's my people. We can get along. I had a I had a guitar like this mm-hmm. and a bottle of, and a bottle of old Black Label. Yeah. Not the good stuff. Black Label. I kept you up stuff all night that makes long you. That night, didn't I? You took care of until me. you fell asleep. Yeah, I was doing good that night. <laughs> you were, you were. That was your, I believe, last elite series. It was 2011. To lead a bend. Yep, that was it. Yep. And uh, and you were, you were over it. I was. You were over it. I was done. And I'd never. It was me, you, Bobby Lane, Chris Lane. Mm-hmm. It was a motley crew that night. Yeah, we were with uh, Tony Satchery's Tony house. Tony Satchery's house. Yeah. yeah. And we had played music at Toledo Bend that yep. evening at a power pole party, and yep. Tony's like. Hey, you boy, come on over here. We're going to do the crawfish. I'm like, what? Yep. Tony Satcher? Cool. So we go over there, and I remember him cooking. You remember those ribeye steaks? They oh, yeah. cooked ribeyes at like 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. 
made no sense. Biggest ribeyes I've ever seen. And one of his cooks, buddies, whatever, is like, you boy, how, how you want your steak? I'm like, dude, it's two in the morning, dude, but I will. Those are pro- professional chefs. And fantastic human beings. Oh, yeah. Tony Satry. Tony Satry seasoning. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that night, met you and uh, and we talked music for a we long, did. long time. And you and I have yeah. a uh, a mutual love and respect for a for lot sure. of the same kind of tunes, yeah. man. A lot of them. But Swindle likes to tell those about me showing up with my bottle of Jack and my guitar. There's been a few of those nights. Yeah, I mean, those are good nights. They are good nights. I don't, I don't partake in the brown liquor near as much as I used to. I understand. Gets to a point, mm-hmm. you got to you gotta slow down a little bit. I, I still it. like it. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. It's called becoming wise. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> you, you uh, when we were down at the Harris Chain doing some MPFL stuff last year. Yeah, yeah. You like that ranch water. Yeah, a little tequila. Yeah, you that's, were that's training people in Leesburg, Florida, how to make ranch how water. How to make ranch waters, yeah. The tequila's good, man. That's like I say, that's that Oklahoma, Texas rubbing off on me. Yeah, that I, that, that tequila just, uh, I'm not tough enough. No? No, I'm not tough enough. It it makes it makes me a little crazy, and it makes me, uh, gives me heartburn. Just, I'm just, uh, get, yeah. immediately. Yeah. I get like two shots, and I'm, and I'm Are done. Are you sure you're not older than me? Listen, my wife is older than me, and I hear that every day. She's like, I may have you by number. <laughs> She's like, but you, but you an old man. <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, where's the leave? Like, yeah. I've been working out with my with my son, Hudson. He's trying to get bigger for high school basketball. He's going to be a freshman next year. Dude, I've never lifted weights in my life, obviously. Uh, I like to hike, do stuff like that, yeah. but I'm not. So we joined the gym like two weeks ago. I could barely put on a life jacket last week. It was like this on a boat. That's the problem with it, yeah. It is, like that sore. And I'm so, man, we we that hit it pretty hard on. yesterday. I know. But then you look at old fat Tad and you're like, he's 40 and you're like, how how do you get motivated to get up and do that? You look at single You look day. at fat Todd driving a skeeter bass boat like this, eating a piece of just raw chicken in the boat, drinking protein shakes. Doing whatever Brittany tells him, Dude, whatever he really workout. Doesn't, he really doesn't eat that way. I know. Like, if you go to a Pizza Hut, he'll be like, I don't know what y'all want, but I'm getting... I'm- All right, shocker, but audio... Uh, I hit something with my elbow, actually, and unplugged something, I believe. But we were talking about Fat Todd, Todd Castledine. And, yeah, he can eat whole pizzas because... He does. It's amazing what he eats. But I, it's like you say, I guess, because he, he works out so much and for so long. It's not like like you and I, you know, like or, or most people, you know, you get into it, you might do it six months. You might do it a year. You might even go two or three years. I, I think that dude's done it for It's got to be a lifestyle. If you're going to do it and actually – because I do it two weeks and I want to look like The Rock. <laughs> I got a lifestyle of Crystal's Burgers. That's my lifestyle. Listen, whiskey, Crystal Burgers, milkshakes – like I'm your dude. If you need you need advice on that, get in my DMs. Yeah. But if you need a workout plan, you need to holler yeah. at Todd or his wife yeah. Brittany because they they know what's up. They yeah. really do. I was with Todd at, <laughs> at Sam Raven, and uh, I was trying to do better in life. Like I was, I was. It was uh, it was 2019. I was staying with him and Russell out there at the house, okay. at the house. Yeah, you know, Zavala. Oh, I'm very. You're yeah, very Zavala. Zavala. Uh, you you're very familiar with this house. It it basically doesn't have walls and and uh, it's yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I'm grateful for it and I had a good time with them that week. But I was out there and dude, I'd gone to the grocery store and I bought all these like what I considered to be healthy groceries. And I was I was doing some cardio stuff and dude and Todd is like he he's he is in like 
impeccable shape, and we call him Fat Todd just to mess with him. But he literally, the, the first morning practice, I'm going out, and I got me some wheat toast. It's like not even bread, basically. It doesn't even look like bread. Put me, put me a little dab of peanut butter on it, a little banana. Yeah. It was out the door. He goes, listen. <laughs> listen. That's your problem. I said, it ain't a bacon, egg, and cheese. I was eating those last week. Get off me. And got in the truck and went to bring He goes, that's your problem. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. That's, this is my problem? Buddy, I will eat biscuits and gravy. I'm from Tennessee. Inject gravy in my veins. Well, this is the problem, though, <laughs> that I see, because I would have told you the same thing. There are, in Zavala, there's no restaurants. Well, I guess there's the one restaurant, and then you get the catfish from the little grocery store. But there's a donut yeah. place there in town. Yeah. Okay, so don't eat the donuts. They are the best breakfast burritos. They call them breakfast tacos. Yeah, you will ever eat yeah. in your entire. If I'd have known that, I needed to talk to you before that. That's, that's, that's what favorite. he was. That's what he was trying to tell you, but he couldn't finish. <laughs> I'm teasing. I don't know if that's what he's going to tell you. I'm sure he was talking about. No, he was healthy. telling me the peanut butter and the bread was terrible. I'm like yeah. Todd. Bacon, egg, and cheese, buddy. McDonald's. Dude, it's don't worse ever than go to Zavala and not stop at that donut store in the morning for one of those breakfast tacos. God, they're incredible. Dude. I love. I'll eat four of them. I wear out Sonic in my hometown here. Their breakfast burritos about three mornings a week. I ain't gonna lie. I'm. I'm those in Zavala. That's why I don't have abs. I know. Those in Zavala will put those to Sonic. Zav- to Zavala. That's what I was calling her out there. It was Zavala. Uh, good times out there. Yeah. Good times out there. You're a Rayburn guy. Like yeah. I, I, I consider like you Texas, one of the right. I spend a lot of time yeah. in Texas. Yeah. I like Texas. I run with all, all those Texas guys, and you know, it's. Uh, I think that's where I want to retire. Now, I don't care much for the Longhorn football. <laughs> they got, Here you go. Here's the deal with Texas: they've got so many colleges and so many different places. That's I mean, true. So many pro teams. Like it's not like being in Oklahoma or Tennessee, where like you're a Vol or you're a Sooner. You get. It's not you, like yeah. that. They have some, they have some other things to get their attention. Oh, no, for know? sure. So many different schools out right. there and stuff. So I briefly mentioned MPFL last year. So what was your take? Because we're coming up this this episode right here, as you guys are listening for February twenty first. Forgot to say that at the beginning, but this is week of event one. Like we're yeah. headed back into the season. We obviously dropped the ball there at the end. No secret there. We hadn't hadn't hidden from it in any way. Right. Had to cancel the championship, but you you were at one of those events. Mm-hmm. So I'll put you on the spot in like. That week was a good one, man. Like, it we was. had a lot of positive eyes, and I felt that you, being that veteran that right. we've pointed to, we've talked about, that you enjoyed it. And, I did. and then you were like, dude, this is, this is, this has potential. Yeah. The staff, not the staff, but the ownership at that place really, really cares about the overall uh, well being of the anglers more so than probably anywhere I've been. And, uh, and it's very obvious, and it stands out. And those guys have got a lot invested. So, like, I know they're worried about their investment as well. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they like care. Like anybody would be or should be. They care. And uh, the guys were really, you know, they had a good camaraderie as far as the anglers amongst each other. Um, it seemed like that, you know, it's early and the, so there's not a lot of bickering, complaining. That's right. On, yeah. You know, um, over little stuff, stupid stuff. Um they 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 really were just a cohesive group, and it was it was cool. It was kind of like us against the world, and uh, very much that vibe. Right. Still is. I think I think going into year yeah. two is still very much chip on the shoulder, especially yeah. after what happened. Yeah, we did. We lost some guys. Uh, what's crazy is when all the 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 championship qualifiers, who had every right to be mad, 
right? They had every right to be jerked out from under them. It's what they fished for all year. We're all one of the first ones to sign back up. Yeah. We're all on board. Right. And the guys we lost were guys that never sniffed right. the top 100, right. so to speak. And the field got a lot tighter. I, I got an email. I believe we're either one or two off from a full field, which is more than we had last year. So yeah. I think even with what happened, we're already starting out with a better field than we had last year. No offense to anybody that, that left, but like – a lot of the names I'm saying, like, I understand. Got a lot. Going to get a little harder to get a check yeah. Uh, yeah. consistently. Really, like, I mean, it's it's going to get. You know, you've got those Soakups and Keith Carsons and and Taylor Watkins and those dudes coming back that caught them last year. Yep. But we added some, uh, like a Brad Knight, yep. like a Patrick Walters, uh, Justin Kimmel, who I had on last week. I mean, there's a lot of dudes that understand the tournament game. That, that got added to this field, and there's so many more to name, and we're going to learn, just like we did last year, new names. Yeah. Like, we're going to know some some dudes that they, – They came out of the – they came out last year, and they They, a they of did, them. man. There were three, four, five dudes that really yeah. benefited from MPFL last year and the fishing world getting to know them, and, and I hope – and you know those guys are going to – I don't think Hookup Sookup can uh, – I don't think he can fish and not make a top ten right now. Scary. Dude, scary. the guy's only fished two opens. He jumped in the one last fall in Oklahoma just because he was at home and he yeah. didn't have anything going. Top ten. And then I was like, you know, go to Florida, top ten. So it's, he's just picking up right where he left off. What kills me with John, and it's a lot like John Cox and Keith Carson or Bradley Holm, and the guy, he does it the way he wants to he do does. it too. That, that, that's what he doesn't he does. get distracted mm-hmm. by this is what you should do here. Yep. He just uh, now we saw him win at Harris Chain flipping like you and I called it. Yep. We called every bite, but like Toho, I talked to him in practice, ran into him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of bites. I don't know what they're gonna weigh." And everybody else you're talking to were like, "Oh, this thing's gonna suck." Yeah. But John was super. Di- he had a little group of fish yep. in a couple different areas to himself yep. doing the live scope game. Yep. And dude, you look at that. You look at that southern schedule. Uh, we Cherokee. I called, him, I called him coming home. I talked to him coming home after he'd made his top ten and got off stage and he'd eaten somewhere and we got on the phone. We talked for two hours and he said, well, what do you think? I said, I think you're going to qualify for the Elite Series. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean? Yeah. I said, the one that was in the way in the Southern was Florida. the one you just topped Florida. in. Yep. I said, the next two, they're, they're like putting it up on a tee for him. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. Cherokee, pre-spawn like, deal, smallmouth offshore, a lot yeah. of it, and then Hartwell in the fall where it's going to be super tough and very live scope friendly. Very. Yeah, yeah. And, and and John, I'm not saying he's a one-trick pony because he's not. Yeah, he's like he, he he with him. One Harris flipping, making great calls, great adjustments every day, but he's scary right now. So headed into Cumberland this week, looking down the list of anglers that I've seen, and you've been to Cumberland like I have a couple times, the weather's getting a little better. I looked at it, but they mm-hmm. get winter up there. They do. Like they, they get winter in Somerset, and I think he's going to be doing what he does, and I think he, he'll and, have and, a heck of a week. And if it's not that, you know what it's going to play out to be? It's going to be like when we were there. I know that was a little bit later, but, oh, it's spinnerbait one-on-one. Let's, and then, Listen, and it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be they get a lot of warm rain this week. Spinnerbait's going to play. Cumberland, I honest to goodness believe, is the best spinnerbait lake in the country. I agree. When we were there, two tournaments in a row, both years. So let me tell you the mistake I made because I love to throw it. of a spinnerbait lake. I show up there and I got all my half-ounce blades just because that's what I generally throw, you know. And 
couple guys are like, yeah, I'm getting bit some bites on the three-quarter ounce, and I'm just thinking to myself, there can't be that big a difference. Let me tell you, by the end of that derby, there's a dang difference. And it is night and day. And you wouldn't think because you just think, well, I, you know, just change my blades and whatever, and it'll sink a little. Mm-mm. It's it's night and day because that lake is so vertical. That's right. You know Very what I mean? Vertical. And yep. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what I was in my mind, I got to thinking later, a lot of those places, that they're flat. And that place is vertical as it can be. So even right on the bank, right? Even in a pocket in the right. back of a creek, right. it's so like this. Spinner bait, right? And, and a half ounce sinks here, and then you know before it bottoms out, it's just another two foot. But they're not coming up to even that's right. That two foot, that's right. But when it's, I uh, caught everyone I weighed in two years on a five eighths or a three quarter. Yep. Yeah, it's a just, big difference. Yeah, and, so, and it MPFL you MPFLers like the BTLers, yeah, low lifers, no no off limits guys. You need to watch this one because there's a you definitely want to go there with three quarter ounce. Oh yeah, you want a you want a big blade, which we like Wilson Lake on the Tennessee River Wheeler Lake. They're vertical like that in parts. Mm-hmm. They do get flat, but we catch a lot of fish on a one ounce spinner. But my dad growing up, three quarter to one ounce, like he's like, boy, put that little sissy spinner bait down. You throw, I, yeah. like I just grew up throwing a big spinner bait, so I didn't necessarily know that was the deal up there. But that was it's what I gravitate to in the spring a lot as a as a five eighths three quarter one. I, I do that a lot, like yeah. a, a whole bunch. Uh, all right, well, give me a pick for MPFL then. If we didn't just pick Soka, do you got? You know, I know you haven't seen the the list, but you called it last year. A lot of the same guys coming back. Even if we don't pick a name, do you feel like you've been to Cumberland? We've never been there this early. You were either one because we were there like a full month, month and a half later. Right. To be fair, right. um, water's going to be in the forties. Does it take 15 smallmouth to win? Do you have to have a mixed bag? We got the 18-inch thing, so they well, didn't get the exemption. I know. They didn't get the exemption. I still think it takes them to win. All smallmouth. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I and, do too. and, you know, if a guy's trying to decide whether to go all in on them, there's usually a lot of largemouth mixed in with them anyway, accidentally, just throughout the day if you're catching enough That's fish. That's right. Doing so, a certain thing mm-hmm. most of the time, they're mixed in. I think you'll just see them just straight down the bank from where we caught them a month later. They're just going to be on the steeper, mm-hmm. but leading into those same places. They're still going to be way back in those same. Will we see that East Tennessee Demeke stuff play? Like when Gussie won up there, February, Tennessee River, Mopin or whatever you call it, no, Demeke? I think I think you're going to be too close to spawn. Okay. I don't think it's going to be vertical sitting right on top of them. I okay. think it's going to be more... I still think there'll be a couple guys catch them that way. There probably could. I don't think it'll be one that way, but I think that there'll be some guys catch them that way. From what, but, but at the same time, like it's one of those lakes, like a Table Rock or a Beaver or whatever that Highland. Like I think they're gonna catch a bunch of them on a rock crawler and a wiggle wart and that kind of I stuff too. Jer- I think it'll be a jerk bait. Jerk bait. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I think. I hate a jerk bait. I know you've won a lot of money on jerk bait. I hate a jerk bait. I think it's one on jerk bait. Right. The guy that just called you on the phone. You remember the first I time we were there? I remember that little one. He's throwing a little one. The very first time we were there, he, he took – it was the him. very first morning of practice, and FLW had started doing that day on the water That's in practice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jody White. to be the day that Larry had a guy in his boat, first day of practice. And they, the guys, they put all this out there. Everything. The you catch one, Everything. it's going up. And you only had the rider for like a half a day. So, like, what you would do is, like, you would just go out and I did one that same around. week with Jody White. Larry being Larry – he unloads his boat and he he lands on them like he doesn't know he's going to land mean, on them. Right? He lands on the mother load, giant like, smallmouth, tournament first bag picture. winner. Yep. <laughs> he does all this in the first three hours, and he's got this guy in the boat because he's just sampling. Like, was the first giant a fluke? And then oh oh god, there's another giant. 
Now he's got to be thinking, I got this guy on a boat with me, and I've got to finish this I interview. That. He wrecked him. And so then and we all looking for jerk bait. Old Field was like, all right. But he was catching on a little one, remember? And he ended up doing really well in the tournament, yep. though. Yep. He was He's still the general. It didn't matter if we all knew. Dude, he landed on him. He had to be sick after he let that guy. You know, yeah. they take him back at noon and drop off the dock. You know when he's island back out, he's going home. We had one other situation like that with them FLW boys. We were at Smith. And do you remember when Jimmy Houston, he had uh, – it was either Jody – I forget who was in his boat. But he was doing the, quote, Instagram takeover yeah. for FLW. We do that in practice. You did it. I've done it. And he was smashing on them yeah. and just doing the typical Jimmy laughing. But he caught like 17 pounds yeah. of spots. Well, dude, he didn't know it was all over the internet. And I remember Jimmy got mad because all of a sudden – Dude started showing up in the area in practice because you could tell where he was at. He was in Ryan Creek. Yep. And I remember Matt Airy, <laughs> Matt pulling up to me and said, dude, have you been on Instagram? I see Jimmy smashing him. And I said, <coughs> that was kind of a bad deal. Because it was a bad deal. Was and he didn't know. It was. And like I say, if you They deleted it all. But I think I'd have been thinking like, all right, he's going to go back to the dock. He can ride all he wants, but that camera's the problem. That thing needs to get accidentally kicked into the water. Yes, sir. Now, time I drop yes, sir. Off. Oh, Dang, I didn't mean to drop your camera, I'm so Jody. sorry, Jody. Yeah, sorry, Jody. Sorry, Kyle. Shout out Rob, Matt, uh, sir, all them boys. But, yeah, man, they uh, – sure is the world, dude. They uh, – Jimmy, he was – it was the only time I've ever seen him that upset. And I remember talking to him at the ring. He was like, oh, I didn't know they were – he thought they were filming it for late. Like, he didn't understand. And dudes all of a sudden just started, like, <laughs> showing up. So this is not Baja? No, it is not Baja. That's a good one to end on. You drinking Star Tron. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you listening to Low Budget Live. I had fun running my mouth Ladies with my buddy Bradley Hallman. Make sure you're following Bradley. Make sure you're subscribed to his YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. Twitch. Do you have a Twitch? Do you play no, video? No, I didn't Twitch. <laughs> no Twitchers. We're not Twitchers. Uh, only when we miss one on a BFE. Yeah, the BFE Best, best flipper ever. I'm still waiting on my pack, care package of those. Just saying. I'll see if I got some in my just, truck. Just saying. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Always showing up. Appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you hug your mama. I'll see you. Here's a stink bug again. Look at that. He's everywhere. <laughs> to finish the show. This guy is the yeah. new low-budget live mascot. It may be his brother. They're every, dude, this wood shop, I don't know. They, every Sucks winner. Every winner. Going to take you out with some Blexi Blues. Uh, I'll post a picture of the stink bug so you guys can see it <laughs> since the camera doesn't show it good. Bradley Hallman, everybody. Shake, shake it, you gotta shake it, you gotta shake it. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. The summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm